Hey guys, welcome back to the show and thank you so much for tuning in. Today we are going to be talking all about cops. First off, the left, especially celebrities lately, have been attacking police forces, even going so far as to demand they be defunded or dismantled entirely. Then Carlos Maza, did you know that he is actually so far left, he thinks corporate media outlets, places like CNN, are pushing pro-cop propaganda. Yeah, his latest video, which we're going to be looking at, is pretty shocking. So to get into things, I feel like we first need to have a little bit of a chat about what my feelings toward the police really are. Like many conservatives, I believe in law and order. I think that the enforcement of law and order is an absolute necessity for any free society. And furthermore, I also believe that most cops, the overwhelming majority of cops out there, are good people. I think if you're someone who is potentially putting your life on the line to protect your community, that's worthy of admiration. Absolutely. And that's why I think so many conservatives are pro-cop to put it to put it simply however at the same time as someone who is critical of authority and who is skeptical of big government i also feel the need to say that heck yeah i think that police corruption and police brutality are problems that need to be addressed now do i think that those issues are as widespread as blm activists think they are no. Do I think that they are always as racially motivated as BLM activists think they are? Also no. But still, that doesn't mean that these problems don't exist or that they shouldn't be tackled. How do we do it? That's the question on everyone's mind. First off, I think let's have body cams, right? They keep both officers and civilians accountable, which is a good thing. Then let's hold local governments accountable. I feel like not enough people realize that... Most of the people who are in charge of overseeing uh, police forces, they can be voted out of office. So if you're not happy with how your local police department is running, stop voting for the same people who oversee them. You're never going to get changed that way. And finally, we need to tackle police unions because they, like many unions, especially public sector unions, unfortunately spend a lot of resources protecting bad actors, which is not something we need. Should we be critical of cops, especially individual cops sometimes? Absolutely. But the level of resentment that I'm currently seeing toward police forces going to the point where some people are saying, let's get rid of cops entirely, that is nonsensical. And it just, it needs to stop. Before we go any further though, let's talk about CLT or the classic learning test. The SAT and ACT are usually thought of as just these annoying tests that juniors and seniors have to take a couple times. But did you know that the SAT and ACT are actually two of the most powerful forces driving curriculum in the United States? And there's also no question that the College Board, who owns the SAT, is a far-left organization. Case in point, last year, they actually had students reading Bernie Sanders op-eds on the exam. Would they ever do that for something Donald Trump has written? I don't think so. The good news, though, is that there is a new company taking on the SAT and the ACT. The Classic Learning Test, or CLT, has been around for just over four years, and it's already been adopted by more than 200 colleges. And now nearly every single college also 
accept CLT scores at least as a supplemental component of an application. The CLT is shorter than the SAT and ACT, and students now take it from the comfort of their own homes through remote proctoring technology. Very cool stuff. The final CLT of the year, the June 20th CLT, is rapidly approaching, and with the SAT and ACT canceled because of the pandemic, of course, demand for the CLT has never been higher, so seats for that June 20th date are limited. If you're a high schooler yourself or you know one, don't miss out. Save your seat and register today. To register for the June 20th official college entrance exam, visit cltexam.com. That's cltexam.com. Register now, and good luck to any students who are going through these tests right now or waiting to hear back from colleges. I wish you the best in this next journey of your education. All right, so first off, there has been an op-ed from the Washington Post that I've been seeing shared around on social media lately by all of the big left-wing activists that was, it, it's so ridiculous that when I first saw it, I actually had to check it wasn't from the Babylon Bee or the Onion or something, but no, this, this is a real piece that someone wrote and that editors then decided, yeah, let's publish this. Uh, we have it here. It basically calls for an end to any shows or movies about police officers because heaven forbid we humanize cops in any way or portray them in a positive light even in fiction. This article reads, like many other industries, entertainment companies have issued statements of support for the protests against racism and police brutality now filling America's streets. Actually, not just America's streets. These protests, if you didn't know, are now international. Continues, but there's something Hollywood can do to put its money where its social media posts are. Immediately halt production on cop shows and movies and rethink the stories it tells about policing in America. So I am someone who often criticizes uh, or comments on different shows and movies, and I've had a lot of people asking me, how does this make you different from the social justice activists you so often make fun of? Basically, it's this, when I call a show like Batwoman bad, when I say something like Charlie's Angels, the woke edition is unentertaining, I am not for a second demanding that studios not make these shows or movies or whatever it is. They are free to do it. I'm just sharing my opinion on them. These people they actually ask for things to not be made at all, which is what makes them crazy. I would never do this. It continues, First Century Hollywood has been collaborating with police departments, telling stories that whitewash police shootings and valorizing an action hero style of policing over the harder, less dramatic work of building relationships with the communities cops are meant to serve and protect. This is a kind of a funny complaint to me. Uh, it, it's almost like saying that, did you know that the lives of doctors are actually not as sexy or tantalizing as shows like Grey's Anatomy make them out to be? Mm -hmm. Did you know that the lives of lawyers are actually not as complex and entertaining as Suits would have you believe? It's almost like these pieces are works of fiction. Maybe I'm looking too deeply into things, though. There's a reason for that beyond a reactionary streak hiding below the industry's surface liberalism. Purely from a dramatic perspective, crime makes a story seem consequential. Okay, so this person gets it to at least some degree. But they conclude the result is an addiction to stories that portray police departments as more effective than they actually are, crime as more prevalent than it actually is, and police use of force as consistently justified. There are always gaps between reality and fiction, but given what policing in America has too often and become Hollywood's version of it looks less like fantasy and more like complicity. So essentially this person is in fact upset that police shows or movies 
glamorize policing too much. And this to me is such a such a depressing take because it really goes to show that in these people's minds, uh, police forces on the whole are negative things. And I think that is unfair. They've really bought into the narrative that the bad cops out there represent the majority of police officers, which I just don't think there's enough proof of. Absolutely not. They're basically lamenting the fact that police are being shown in a good light. And for anyone saying that I'm being too hyperbolic about this, I'm really not. Because not only have people called for an end to police shows, there are actually people out there calling for an end to police Legos. I'm I'm not kidding. You know those little Lego sets? Sometimes there are uh, Star Wars ones. Sometimes there are fairy castle ones. There are police ones too. Apparently that makes you complicit in fascism though. We have this post from Anita Sarkeesian in response to something Lego tweeted out saying they are not deleting or canceling their police lines. She said, I tweeted out about Lego possibly pulling their police theme sets and that was incorrect. Sorry about spreading false information. I am deleting that previous tweet, but also, hey Lego, maybe pull all your police themed sets. That's gonna solve racism. For sure, that's gonna better the relations between cops and communities if people just do not have any positive interactions or, uh, I, I guess, realities of, of police in their minds. No, no, that's definitely the way to go about humanizing them. Uh, the Mary Sue, which is this far left social justice side that talks about entertainment mostly, they are also upset that Lego is not pulling their police. They say there were reports earlier this week that Lego was joining the ranks of companies willing to take action and doing away with all police themed sets plus the White House set. Now that's a weird one. Are we are we going to discourage children from being involved in what the White House is just because Donald Trump happens to be president right now? Is that is that a good thing to do for kids with presidential aspirations? I don't know. This person writes, as it turns out, that's not the case. Lego only asked its affiliates to pause digital marketing on those sets, not remove them entirely. But the question stands, should Lego remove its police-themed sets? No. No, it should not because that's dumb. This person, though, thinks, I'm sure the very question will enrage a lot of people. I'm not mad about it, actually. I just think it's stupid. They say, but police-themed toys set up an unrealistic view of police forces as fun, frivolous agencies, and that's simply not reality. Lego said their police sets could be perceived as insensitive if promoted during this time. At what time wouldn't that be insensitive? That comment rests on an assumption that eventually the outrage over George, George Floyd's death will die down. But as we all know, that doesn't mean the police are going to stop killing black people. These people actually live on another planet where they believe all cops are bad and evil, which is so ironic because you can bet your bottom dollar that most of the people especially the white progressive liberals who are sharing this type of material, they probably live in nice, affluent, safe neighborhoods where police serve genuinely to protect them from people who are not from their communities, right? Uh, probably the worst encounters these people have had with police officers are, I don't know, having a jerky one give you a ticket. These, these, this is virtue signaling to its highest extent. I need a Sarkeesian, uh, the epitome, I think, of white feminism in a lot of ways, saying Legos shouldn't have police Legos. Is this what activism looks like in 2020? 
Uh, but the, the vapidness gets worse because we actually have a lot of celebrities who have signed on to a petition demanding police be defunded. We have this piece from Bounding Into Comics. It says a number of Hollywood celebrities, including Marvel's Natalie Portman and Brie Larson, as well as singer John Legend, signed an open letter calling for the defunding of police departments across the U.S. in the wake of the death of George Floyd. The open letter, titled Defund Police, Defend Black Lives, claims that within the context of the scourge of anti-black police terror and the resulting uprisings taking place across the U.S., the COVID-19 deaths and the deaths caused by police terror are connected and consequential to each other. It seems like a stretch, but okay. The letter continues, the black communities are living in persistent fear of being killed by state authorities like police, immigration agents, or even white vigilantes who are emboldened by state actors. According to the Urban Institute in 1977, state and local government spent $60 billion on police and corrections. In 2017, they spent $194 billion, a 220% increase. I hope those numbers are adjusted for inflation, but even aside from that, what a lot of people don't recognize is that in the 70s, crime rates were higher than they are right now. Crime rates have actually been dropping for a long time, aside from, of course, things like mass shootings. But by and large, we are safer now than we have ever been, which is good news. Uh, as awful as it is when Black people in low-income communities are killed by police officers, truth of the matter is they are a lot more likely to be killed by fellow community members, right? Black-on-black -black crime is a much bigger issue in the Black community than police-on-black crime. For some reason, though, we don't hear nearly enough about the former. Activism usually focuses on the latter. The letter continues, despite continued profiling, harassment, terror, and killing of Black communities, local and federal decision makers continue to invest in the police, which leaves Black people vulnerable and our communities no safer, the letter adds. The letter then reiterates its call to defund the police. We call for defunding of police and for those dollars to be rerouted to create a public national healthcare system. There is not nearly enough money going to the police to create a public national healthcare system. If you want to know more about that, I've done previous uh, videos about healthcare, including Bernie Sanders' campaign's version of healthcare. Check those out. I can bet that if any one of these people were actually placed somewhere like Skid Row, they would want some private security. I mean, they have private security already. For a lot of these lower income neighborhoods, the only people who are there to protect uh, their assets, their property, or even their lives are the police, especially since people like this don't like the concept of the Second Amendment or personal self-defense. They're essentially leaving these people vulnerable in a lot of ways. If the police were defunded, um, then you know what? Rich neighborhoods would be able to afford private security. Low-income neighborhoods would not. Guess who would suffer the most? And it's the same with the riots, right? Guess who have been hurt most by the riots? It's low-income communities. These people are living in a fantasy world. Now, if you want to have a conversation about reducing waste in police departments, I think that's a good thing to talk about. We could talk about that. But, you know, defunding entirely that doesn't make that doesn't make any sense. And I I'm very, very sure that these people would never imagine lessening the amount they spend on private security. And this just to top things off, we have this post by Ilan Omar just showing how far left this person is. And it should really concern you that she's actually in Congress right now. She said, the Minneapolis Police Department has proven themselves beyond reform. It's time to disband them and reimagine public safety in Minneapolis. Thank you to uh, this individual user for your leadership on this. What's interesting about all of the flack going toward the Minneapolis Police Department is that Minneapolis is a Democrat-run city. Guess who's in charge of administering to the police department? 
it's Democrats, right? So blaming cops, I think, is kind of like an easy scapegoat. You get to keep your jobs. You get to still seem like the good guys. Meanwhile, the truth of the matter is that you're incapable of, I don't know, managing a functioning security force. That's on you. That's not on police as a whole. But continuing into how ridiculous the attacks on police have been lately, we have the latest from Carlos Maza, everyone's favorite former, I think it was Vox employee. So if you haven't been caught up with what he's been doing lately, he now has his own independent YouTube channel and he just pushes out left-wing propaganda. It's good fun. He's literally called for a revolution in the past. Somehow I'm branded an extremist doesn't matter. I'm over it. No salt there whatsoever. But in his latest, he he's arguing that the corporate media essentially is covering or pushing pro-cop propaganda, which if you've ever tuned into CNN or MSNBC, you'll know is an absolute farce. But we have some clips here that I wanted to talk with you all about. Here's the first one. Police departments across the country have spent the past week engaging in mass violence against peaceful protesters, ramming vehicles into pedestrians, using chemical weapons to disperse crowds, and assaulting and arresting journalists who try to report on their abuse. That violence is a brutal reminder of how American police departments threaten and terrorize the communities they're supposed to serve. It's also a reminder of how corporate media often protects those departments and delegitimizes people who protest against them. Okay, this was that was like a 25 second clip and already I have so much to say. First off, I think it is fair to say that within the past week, some of the police officers who've been interacting with largely peaceful protesters in some case, some cases have gone over the line and used excessive force. And we've seen clips of that most recently, I think in Buffalo, Niagara Square, there was an officer who, who pushed a man he ended up falling to the ground and cracked his head open. That was a gruesome video to watch. That, I think, was absolutely an overuse of force. Fair to criticize them in that case. However, I, I can't help but notice that so some of the, the clips that Maza shows, specifically police officers running over peaceful protesters, in my opinion, if protesters are blocking a police vehicle, they have the option of moving, right? I think it's it's not right to prevent someone. You're, you're keeping them there through force. And I think whether it's a cop or a civilian, the person in the car is absolutely within their right to keep driving and get out of the way. I'm not going to excuse police officers who are brutal with peaceful protesters, but did you notice that Maza has said nothing so far, nor will he, about the actual violent looters and rioters who I think are really the main concern of police officers? No, and I think it's also unfair for him to say that police officers in general terrorize their communities. That's absolutely not the case, especially if we look at what Maza's background largely has been, being the, you know, the son of millionaires, literal millionaires. He's probably grown up in a community that has had a great relationship with police officers, right? I mean, I, if I had to guess, his is the type of community where they would call the cops on a person walking their dog who doesn't look like they quite meet the dress standards for that neighborhood. So, I mean, any negative feelings Maza has sort the cops just understand they're ideological. They're probably not based on fact, as we will see continuing to watch this video. Despite years of evidence documenting how police departments lie to and mislead the public, many news outlets continue to uncritically include police statements in their reporting. According to police officials, according to police, according to police, we're throwing rocks and bottles. Trusting police like this is always dangerous, but it's especially reckless when covering protests about the police. In case you were confused, let me just uh, clear things up. Maza, yes, is actually mad that the press relays to the general public what police say about crimes. 
I am someone who thinks that in general, our media needs to be a little bit more skeptical of the sources they use and needs to have more dissenting viewpoints. I think that's an amazing thing. I also, like I was saying before, don't think we should trust police officers uh, without any doubt. Everyone lies, including police officers. But just understand that Maza's point here isn't that the press promotes them too uncritically. He's actually mad that the press relays what police officers say in general, it seems, which is ridiculous. So Maza, he doesn't want more information in the media, which is the position that I take. He actually wants less, as long as what remains is friendly to his ideological viewpoint. And in case you think I'm lying about that, no, no, this is literally what he thinks. In the days after protests broke out over the murder of George Floyd, news outlets in Cleveland, Miami, and Minneapolis all published police reports claiming that many of their protesters were from out of town. And outside agitators, the police called them anarchists. In every city, that was a lie, meant to turn the public against protesters. This is a really interesting take that Maza has, because if you remember correctly, when the riots and looting first happened in Minneapolis, the stance of the city, the mayor, and the police officers was actually that a lot of the looters, the rioters, the violent people were from out of town. Now, the reason why they said this wasn't to delegitimize the protesters, it was actually to cover for them, right? It was Democrats who were saying this, not just the, not just the police department. The reason why they were saying this was to make people believe that the peaceful protesters, they were from the city, from Minneapolis, they were the ones invested in the community, the rioters, the violent people, the looters, they were outside opportunists who were just trying to, I guess, take advantage of Minneapolis's situation. Uh, like Maza points out, though, that, of course, was not true. But far from being to delegitimize the protesters, this was actually done to protect the protesters and paint the peaceful protesters and rioters as two completely separate groups. How he has twisted this situation of actually the left pushing false information to protect the protesters into the media and the cops pushing false information to delegitimize the protesters. This person is a far-left ideologue for whom I think even Bernie Sanders is probably too right-wing. Uh, what he has in mind for a safe community, safe society, is actual communism. Keep that in mind as we look at this last clip. If you've been watching the news, you've definitely seen a segment like this. A cop hugging protesters, taking the knee with protesters, or voicing support for protesters. Glimpses of hope breaking through the days of rage that somehow this time might be different. Corporate media loves because it gives them a feel-good moment for their viewers who might not want to see their boys in blue gassing trapped protesters or beating the shit out of peaceful civilians. But these segments are PR stunts. Protests about police brutality have nothing to do with how sweet or polite a few cops are. They're about what happens when that sweetness runs out. In regard to the images or videos that are being shared of police officers hugging protesters and things like that, um, I think Maza completely misses the point of why people focus on th those those stories. It's not to dismiss the idea of police brutality because, like he said, and he's actually right on this, strangely enough, uh, you know, one cop hugging a person, a protester, does not delegitimize or erase the existence of other cops beating protesters. No one is saying that that's the case, but the reason why it's important to highlight those stories of cops doing their jobs well is, it, is because it shows people that no cops are not 
a monolith. And we can absolutely criticize cops who do their jobs wrong, like Officer Chauvin, who has been charged with now second-degree murder. It doesn't mean that cops as a whole are bad apples. So like the person who wrote the Washington op-ed complaining that Hollywood uh, paints cops into positive light, Maza is essentially mad that the press is failing to demonize police officers across the board which is a ridiculous stance to have because to him, I would say, just as you're right, the cop hugging someone doesn't represent the entirety of the police force, neither does the police officer beating someone represent the entirety of the police force. It seems like someone like Maza, whether it's with rich people, black people, uh, the police officers, he has trouble dealing with individualisms, right? He's, he's someone who likes to paint people as just cogs in a larger group and he likes to make assumptions based on that and that's why he's a left-wing I would say like largely identitarian whether it's class identitarianism or racial identitarianism things like Black Lives Matter uh it, it's not a very coherent ideology and he would be honestly and I, I don't mean this to sound like I'm bullying him and I need to say that for terms of service reasons but if we were to get rid of police forces I don't think he's someone who would fare well. That's all I'm going to say. And that's not because of anything I would do with him. Just if, if we look at his general body strength and I'm guessing his stance on things like guns, he, he, needs, he needs help, right? He needs protection. During the Baltimore uprising, the best example was CNN's Harry Hook, a former NYPD detective who would derail every segment with racist bull****. About black crime. The black community, all right, is where there's most of the crime. Let's say in New York Be City. Be careful, here, okay? Harry. It is not racist to state a fact like the fact that a lot of crime in new york does come from the black community that is that is not racist that is a simple statistical truth and statistical facts cannot be prejudiced uh it would be racist to say that that is because black people are just naturally prone to criminality that would absolutely be a racist thing to say, but uh, I have not seen this particular contributor nor any mainstream conservative actually make that argument. Uh, a lot of times when people talk about racial injustices in the criminal justice community, they will talk about things like how black people are arrested more, black people go to trial more, have more interactions with the police officers. Uh, to them, these people, they cannot understand that people behave differently. In a lot of black communities, there is higher unemployment, uh, higher instances of single motherhood, more poverty, and these are, of course, socioeconomic indicators of criminality to some degree. So it should be no surprise based on those metrics that a lot of these minority neighborhoods do have higher levels of crime. That's not a racist thing to talk about, but of course, we can never, never say anything about crime that relates to personal responsibility or Black people actually, I don't know, having agency. So if you would like to check out the rest of Carlos Maza's video, uh, if you want to do that to yourself, you of, are of course welcome to. You can find that video on his YouTube channel, but I think I've had about enough of him for now, so we'll leave that there. But as always, I would love to know what you all think. What do you think about this new negative wave of anti-police sentiment? Do you think defunding or dismantling police forces are actually conversations we're going to be having moving into the elections. I would love to know your thoughts. That's it for now, though. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I will see you next time.